Hello, divers. Coming to you from Studio D, this is the Deep Dive Microcast, a brief look into things I find interesting, and I hope you do too. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, gregarious introvert, and writer for Wings Chop Movie Magazine. In this edition of the Deep Dive Microcast, we dive into the true story behind one of the year's most anticipated, at least by me anyway, films, Cocaine Bear. It's the grisly tale of an innocent Ursus Americanus, an American black bear that gets caught up in a web of lies, deceit, drug trafficking, and country music star Waylon Jennings. Cocaine Bear. The movie itself looks highly entertaining, and its origins are pretty amazing as well. So let's talk about the film itself. Released on February 24th, 2023, Cocaine Bear is, and I suppose, what you could call a dark comedy. It's directed by Elizabeth Banks, best known for her many acting roles, and stars the late Ray Liotta in his final on-screen performance. Medic! Oh, Jesus. What is that? Beth, we should go. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on me. The bear, it did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? It was. That's inappropriate. You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course I can! <gasps> ah, we have such good luck in nature. Hey, sounds like a good time to me. Essentially, a 500-pound forest-dwelling black bear accidentally ingests a massive quantity of a particular Schedule II narcotic, which sends the poor creature on a murderous rampage like some kind of Harry Tony Montana. Meanwhile, the cops, the crooks, and some hapless tourists run afoul of the nose candy crazed critter. The ads for Cocaine Bear state that it was inspired by true events. Now, this is accurate. However, the movie just uses the premise of a huge coked up carnivore as a jumping off point to tell its own story. But the real events are just as insane, if not nearly as scary. It all begins with a man named Andrew Thornton II. Born into a well-to-do family in Kentucky, 
Thornton went to the best private schools, played polo, was a horse trainer, and attended a prestigious military academy. Serving in the army, he became a paratrooper and was awarded a Purple Heart. After leaving the army, Thornton joined the Lexington, Kentucky Police Force as a narcotics officer, and while there, got himself a law degree. Not bad, right? Except for one minor detail. Andrew Thornton was also a very big drug smuggler. Apparently, Thornton used his day job as a narcotics officer to build a network of drug connections across the globe. He became a major player in a drug smuggling ring known as The Company. The Company was said to have had at least 300 members and $26 million in boats, planes, and other assets. In 1981, Thornton was one of 25 men accused of stealing weapons from a California naval base and conspiring to smuggle half a ton of marijuana into the United States. He jumped bail but was later arrested as a fugitive in North Carolina. At the time of his arrest, he was armed and wearing a bulletproof vest. Somehow, Thornton managed to get the felony charges dropped in exchange for a misdemeanor drug charge, was fined $500, six months probation, and a suspended law license. But it didn't take long until Thornton got back in the game. And on September 11, 1985, Thornton went on what would become his biggest smuggling run ever. It would also be his last. Andrew Carter Thornton II was carrying $14 million of cocaine when he fell to his death. Investigators believe Thornton set the small plane he was flying on autopilot and jumped, but his parachute never opened. The former Lexington narcotics officer was heavily armed, wearing a bulletproof vest and 70 pounds of cocaine. Last night, FBI agents searched Thornton's two-story townhouse and gray van. They reportedly confiscated tear gas and explosives. Thornton was on the Lexington Police Force for nine years. He was a narcotics officer between 1970 and 1973. After leaving the force, he graduated from the University of Kentucky Law School. But in 1981, he was implicated in an international drug and weapons smuggling ring. In 1979, police say Thornton flew a plane carrying marijuana from South America to Lexington. The DC-4 was later abandoned at Bowman Field in Louisville. In 1981, he was one of 25 people charged in a federal indictment for drug trafficking and stealing sophisticated weapons. The charges followed the theft of sensitive military equipment from China Lake Naval Base in California. In 1982, he was arrested and served five months in prison for trafficking in marijuana. I guess it's the money. I don't know. Um, some people, no matter how much money's out there, they're not going to get involved in it, and others will. Being a narcotics officer, you think it had anything to do with this kind of background? Well, if it did, we've got a lot of problems. But no one will ever know for sure what led the 40-year-old Paris, Kentucky native to turn to a life of international crime. Carolyn C., 32 Alive News in Lexington. While flying from Columbia to Kentucky, Thornton and a partner bailed out of his autopiloted Cessna 404. Apparently, Thornton became caught in his parachute and ended up in a free fall. His body was discovered in the driveway of Knoxville, Tennessee resident Fred Myers. In Thornton's possession, 
an army duffel bag filled with about 75 pounds of cocaine. That would be worth over $40 million in today's money. Three months after Thornton's literal fall from grace, a dead black bear was found in Georgia's Chattahoochee National Forest. It had apparently overdosed on cocaine. The same powder dropped by Thornton. The bear was found among 40 opened plastic containers with traces of cocaine. According to the medical examiner who performed the bear's autopsy, quote, its stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that. Cerebral hemorrhaging, respiratory failure, hyperthermia, renal failure, heart failure, stroke, you name it, that bear had it, end quote. Despite all that, the bear itself remained in good cosmetic shape. So it was taken to a taxidermist, stuffed, and given to the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area where it was prominently displayed in the visitor center, minus an explanation of the bear's accidental overdose. Moving forward to the 1990s, the threat of wildfires made it necessary for park employees to evacuate the area. Among other items, they put the bear in temporary storage in a town called Dalton, about 90 miles north of the park. Not long after, the bear was gone. No one's sure who removed it, but there's little doubt as to why. The bear was sold to the late country music legend, Waylon Jennings. Now, Jennings, who was a collector of oddities, heard about the bear from a pawn shop owner who had come into possession of the stuffed creature. The pawn shop owner told Jennings the whole sordid story a story that Jennings already heard about. And that was enough. Jennings bought the infamous bear. Now, after passing through several other owners, it wound up in the possession of a Chinese immigrant living in Reno, Nevada. When he died, his wife retained all of his assets, bear included. Meanwhile, people involved with an organization called Kentucky for Kentucky tracked the bear's location to Reno. They wanted to see if they could bring the bear back to Kentucky as part of an exhibit. The current owner was, needless to say, happy to be rid of the bear, saying that the thing scared her. As we speak, the cocaine bear, a.k.a. Pablo Escobar, a.k.a. Cokie the Bear, is officially on display at the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall in, shockingly, Lexington, Kentucky. On their website, which is kyforky.com, you can find all sorts of cocaine bear merch, including hats, shirts, socks, and um, uh, snow globes. You know, as in cocaine. Now, cocaine bear is at the pinnacle when it comes to the ranks of stuffed animals who have OD'd right next to heroin hawk, ketamine kangaroo, fentanyl fox, molly moose, and the LS deer. Will the film version of Cocaine Bear 
make a killing at the box office? Will this usher in a new era of drug-fueled animal attack movies? One can only hope. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at the deep dive podcast gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to all of those and our merchandise store in the bio of our Instagram page. From all of us here at Studio D, which again is just me and my cat, stay safe and take care. All clips used in the Deep Dive microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Lounge theme was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive microcast is a production of Automaton Studios.